Welcome to our Road to Desert Rain series. Today I sit down with Greg Steele and he shares his story, um, his early life, how he uh, fell into Christianity and sort of his path from Germany to El Paso, Texas and eventually befriending David and Marsha Morrison and becoming a co-founder of Desert Rain Community. But before we get into that, thank you, Diego, at Recording Moving Studios. He does all the editing and sound engineering. Uh, Thank you to David and Danny West for the intro and outro music. We appreciate that. Uh, If you're interested in finding out, learning more about Desert Rain Community in general, please check out theruin.com. And if you want to hear more of our podcast, check out the drcrpod.com. And if you like what you're hearing, please tell a friend and share uh, share about us on social media. We appreciate you, and let's get into it. Hello, welcome to Road to Desert Rain the series where we sit down uh, and have a conversation about everyone's uh, sort of early life and uh, how they ended up in this place we call Desert Rain. And today I'm with uh, Greg Steele. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Good to see you, man. Yes. Looking forward to visiting and hanging out. Yeah, it's been, uh, we were just talking off mic about how we haven't really seen each other for about a year. Crazy outside of just COVID world. <laughs> we've had had a couple outside type of things, but uh, mm-hmm. it's good to be sitting next to you. Except virtual, I guess. It's yeah, yeah, that's virtual. true. We, yeah, we've, <laughs> we've spent a lot of time in uh, Zoom uh, proximity. <laughs> Zoom. Amazing Zoom how many city. people <laughs> have learned Zoom in this last year. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, my mom and dad have uh, kind of technophobes, but they okay. even know how to. They, he, he Facebook. Or face called me. Uh, what is it? Wow. Apple time? Apple face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The FaceTime. Face I was like, time. whoa, Dad's face <laughs> face you're call like, time. You're like, like, is this an accident? <laughs> yeah. Do that? Is this a butt call? <laughs> like, you just what? see the dark inside of his jeans. <laughs> um, yeah, that's ama- it's amazing too. My mom, the church that she regularly attends, uh, besides Desert Rain, uh, is an older community, and she said over the last year, so many. 70, 80, 90 year olds have, mm. have learned yeah. to be able to stay in um, community, mm-hmm. to stay in fellowship, right? Yeah, yeah which, that's kind of cool. Which is, a, um, I mean, that's, that's why Desert Rain exists. Right. Yeah. Because of this desire for community. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The iteration, the types of things that happen have always, you know, it's just amazing to me. The different ways that community finds a way mm. uh, is, is a beautiful thing. I love it. Yeah. And so we, uh, I usually like to start off with, with um, the guests on this one of, of what, what did uh, your childhood as far as faith, spiritual life, was there a, a, denom- a particular denomination you grew up in? Kind of what, what was the context of your quote unquote household religious life? Sure. Or lack thereof. Some, yeah, some sure. people don't have that. Yeah. Well, I, I grew up, uh, in a military family. So mm. we kind of moved a lot yeah. and, you know, so it was, uh, different kinds of things. The earliest things I remember, I mean, my mom had a huge influence uh, and my grandparents, they, they were all, 
uh, I guess just kind of non-denominational Protestant little country church okay. type of things where you're probably related to everybody in the church. Right. Uh, yeah. Uncle Stoney's the guy giving the message, and he's you know on a verse, and he gets excited about it, and 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 Grandma and you know another uncle's playing the piano and. Little kids are Very doing cool. the special music. Yeah, you know, they're all cousins. And right, they're running, they're running around, and and you you know you have you know a potluck afterwards. Mm-hmm. So so I guess just a true country. Yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. Literally country. Field. You know, I think my great grandmother donated the land. It used oh, to be wow. a cornfield, and they built the thing together as a community. And 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 yeah, you just everybody was kind of. And how many people would farm. fit in this? You know, I remember it was maybe like 20 people, okay. you know, maybe another 20 kids and, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe five dogs or something, you know, kind of a, <laughs> but a that was, type of yeah, church. But it, so there was that dynamic mm-hmm. and, and, and that's when we're like visiting the family, but then you have this other thing going on where we're on some, you know, military post, my dad mm-hmm. was in the army and my mom would usually work civil service kind of jobs and there would be, it would be some kind of military chaplain post, mm-hmm. uh, you know, make sure that it fits as many denominations as possible. Right. Kind yeah. Of scenario. So, sort of a wide umbrella of Christianity yeah, yeah. type mm-hmm. situation. Right? Yeah. So, and, and, and then just different kinds of ac- different things around the world. I mean, I remember we found a, we would be a, we went to a church in Germany that would be oh, wow. translated in English and German and, okay. and you'd sing songs and change verse, you know, it'd be different language, yeah, yeah. every other verse kind of thing. So. How, and how long were you in Germany? Uh, for about three years. It okay. was my, some early high school years. Yeah. Okay. So, so it was kind of a lot of, yeah. So a lot of mix, a lot of variety, yeah. um, some, some fun stuff. <laughs> and, and I know one of the things you shared with me sort of, sort of to go back as sure. a, chi- a little child, but something about prayer relieving you of, of nightmares yeah, or something? Yeah, so probably or? one of my earliest, like, yeah, my mom was, I mean, she was just an amazing woman, not super, um, uh, you know, boisterous or anything, but she just had this profound influence on me as far as teaching me what kind of person I wanted to be. Just mm. a, a high character, very close friend, could talk to just one-on-one. She wasn't right. a person who like who liked four people at a time. I yeah. mean, she would just be, she was just an amazingly close friend one-on-one okay. where you could just visit and, and share it. And so she, she just had this profound, she, she taught me how to have intimate relationships and I, be I a see. great close friend. Yeah. And I just, so my earliest kind of thoughts of, of who, whether God was real or mm-hmm. anything like that was I would, I just remember having these really bad dreams every night and I would just be terrified and I would get up. It, it, I, I forget the exact time, but it must've been like when I was like four or five mm. and I would get up and just be crying and I would go to her and, and, and she said, well, you know, why don't we just pray that she, she, believed that prayer made a difference that it actually mm. could happen could change things and, and something i believe as well <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah the it power was of so prayer. so early on i was just like um confronted with this thing that was terrifying and she prayed for me and we prayed to i remember we prayed together and it, it was earnest i was scared and and i remember I could describe this dream to her every night. It was the same one. Oh, it was a reoccurring dream. Yeah. And, and I could describe it to her. And, and after we prayed, there was this, just this profound peace came over me as this little kid. And I couldn't remember what the dream was. 
And I was just oh, like, wow. Mom, I, I can't remember this dream. And I was like, what was it? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> she's like, no. Like, no, no. Words. This is my chance to have a decent night's sleep without you running in here. <laughs> it's like, no, she would. But that was, that was my first time. I was like, wow, there's something real. How many? So how many nights in a row do you think? Was it like a month? Was it several months? You know, it, you know. To a kid, you know, three nights in a row might have been. T- could have seemed forever. like a lifetime. Could, could have right, felt yeah, forever, yeah. but it felt like a long time. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It might have been a week, might right. have been three days or something. But it was more than just one night. Yeah. It was something yeah. that was mm-hmm. had popped up. Yeah, it was enough to where she said that, 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 that um, yeah, I had told her just about this dream uh, and, and she remembered the dream and, yeah. oh, you had that one again, kind of a thing. And then enough to where she was like, I'm not telling you. What yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what it was. So, oh man. Yeah. That's just, that's one of my favorite things to be reminded of is the power of prayer. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Cause it kind of gets thrown out. Like when tragedies happen, like, Oh, thoughts and prayers with you. Yeah. You don't have anything else to say. So you just kind of yeah. say it in this flippant kind of way. And, but yeah. actually to believe that something can change from it. Um, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, so that changed that, that put this thing in my heart where I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well there's, and it didn't, you know, I, I was still just a regular kid from, you know, I didn't, of course, right. I wanted to do, you didn't leave and join at the, the time. I monastery. think maybe Star Wars was like, you know, so I was still wanting spaceships and stuff. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I was, and it wasn't dramatic. I mean, I still kind of thought Sunday school was a waste of time. As many, you know, you know I, was I was the same place as a kid. Yeah, I was, you know, I, I remember later on where I would go to a Sunday school and I remember looking up on the board. I was a very competitive performance <laughs> kid. And I remember looking on the wall and seeing all these names of kids and they had put my name on there. And I was for, you know, with this military kind of background, dad wasn't you know, he was usually working like seven days a week. Mm. And so it's just mom and, you know, mom dragging two boys isn't going to be super consistent to any mm-hmm. particular church as you're trying to find a place of in course. whatever post you're at, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, but I remember going to one and seeing my name on there and it only had like one star and everyone else had all these stars all the way across for their attendance. Right, and I'm just yeah. like, Oh, I'm out of here. This yeah. is, I'm never coming back here. Yeah. This yeah. <laughs> That's very <laughs> funny. So, so have you always has that that sort of because um, I, I I've witnessed your competitiveness in like uh, <laughs> video games or board game sort of context. Yeah, uh, so, has that like competitive part of you, like has that been sort of an innate part of your your life, so to speak? You know, maybe. I mean, I'm not a super competitive person, but I'm like, if I feel like I'm. Like you can't win it. I'm not oh. sure I care about winning the game. I'm not okay. sure I'm playing the game. I also get. Yeah, I also have a attention span that eventually dies off. Mm. So even if I'm, um, you start off. Strong. Yeah, once I understand all the details, <laughs> I, I may not play the game again. Yeah, it just yeah. The, the learning has stopped, and yeah, it's time to move. When on it loses it, so. the magic, I get you know what's the next thing. And so, uh, just with this idea of prayer, was it? Were there any other sort of examples or situations where prayer? Yeah. Really yeah. shifted yeah. your childhood. Yeah, I had. So there was this thing where, you know, we, we started, my mom and dad started having a tougher time. And maybe I started noticing it around mm. when I was like maybe 12 or. When you say tougher time, do you mean like financially or they relationships? Were, yeah, so or? we were probably in Germany when I think I might have started noticing it. Um, now I guess I was like probably 14 to okay. 
17 there. So maybe it was, I guess it was around four. Mm -hmm. So somewhere, I guess earlier, uh, earlier I started noticing that mom and dad weren't always happy together. They were kind of, I remember being in like a uh, mom being frustrated, yelling on the phone, you know, like driving around looking for dad at bars and, and just not really knowing what's going on. Why are we driving around at night looking for for dad, you know, and then you like are in this bar and you don't know what a bar is and you're, you have no no context. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just like, okay, I'm supposed to sit here and wait, you know, with my little brother Mm -hmm. and, and we're just like, you know, we're just don't know what's good other than mom and dad are fighting. Yeah. You know, parents are mad. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm just like, you know, so then I started developing this, this just anger. So I take it your dad was a pretty heavy drinker at that point. Yeah. He, you know, I, I didn't know anything about it for, you know, probably okay. a decade. So at the time, it, it, <laughs> you know, there was but, just tension in the house. Yeah. Okay. I just knew there was something I knew dad was, I, I kind of started understanding he was maybe drinking, but he never drank around us. I just knew mm. that he was angry and not around a lot and that they fought whenever okay. they talked, you yep. know, and, and, and so I didn't know what was going on. And, I, so I started just de- developing this really defensive attitude attitude towards my mom, mm. and, I, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, she's the one, you know. And and I guess I was, um, I remember it coming to. So I started thinking, well, you know what? I remember something about Jesus being helpful in these mm. difficult situations. So I'm like, well, hey, let's go to church. That makes mom feel better. I wasn't oh, really into it as much, but I was like, you know, maybe we should go to church. You know, mom wants to go to church, so we should go to church. And and she would struggle with these headaches, these migraines that would be debilitating for like a couple of days where she would just be out. Yeah. And normally she's just like bedridden now. Yeah. Bedridden yeah. out just, you know, and I would, you know, she'd have like this, you know, just miserable can't, mm-hmm. you know, existence kind of thing. And I would put, you know, a wash rag, you know, the things that a little boy could try mm-hmm. to do, put yeah. a wash rag on mom's head. You just feel bad for her, you know, and you, and you love her and she's your friend and she's your, yeah, and all you really your know world and you she's don't know what you can do. So I remember, I'm like, you know, let's, I remember one morning she was really wanting to go to church in Germany and we found mm-hmm. this place that we kind of liked. I actually kind of liked it even. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guy was kind of funny. Maybe I was starting to be a little more older and understanding what the right. people See what's were going talking on. about. I didn't get stuck in the Sunday school with the star people. And the <laughs> <laughs> so I was just kind yeah, of, they weren't star tracking <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So you I was one star, you know, right? so, but I was connecting it that it was good for my mom and that it was something to that. So we, but we, you know, and she's got, so she wakes up, she's got this headache and I'm like, I guess we're not going to get to go. Mm. And for whatever reason, I felt like it was really important that she gets to go. And, and I was just like, God, this isn't fair. We want to go to church and and this is so good for my mom. And I, so I remember kind of having this bolder than normal amount Mm. of caring and saying, well, let me, let me pray that Jesus can heal you so we can go to church because this is going to be important for you. I know you've had, you know, this is a life thing for you. It's right. a tough thing. You know, you're always, you feel kind of, I, I, did, I, still, I still don't think I fully understood their relationship right. and what was going on, but I knew that they, that this was a place that she would be encouraged for days after we went. So and probably she felt safe. Yeah. While she was yeah. there. Yeah. So, so I just, I remember praying and she I wasn't sure anything was, you know, I kind of didn't probably expect anything to happen, right. but I sort of was like hoping. Yeah, of course. And she, she, she sat up and she, she had color back in her face and she, she said that she was, that it was completely gone. Wow. And normally it takes 
you know, a day and a half, she would have these about every three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. And she, you don't, and she never just popped back up and, you know, and, you know, I mean, and there's always that chance that she could have been like, well, I'm going to do this for my son just to, you know, he obviously wants to really go. So I'm going to just suffer through it. But I, I think I would have noticed it. I think she, I mean, it was pretty debilitating where yeah. she couldn't really function. Yeah. When, when so you, she seemed like something. she really was healed and that just blew me away. And yeah. I, and, I, and it, it, it kind of reminded me and connected back to earlier. I was like, wow, there's somebody who actually does care about us. You know, Jesus, mm-hmm. I don't fully understand all the details and I don't think about him very often, but he cares about me. <laughs> well, and I'm even at this stage of my life and I'm what, 37. I, I, I know prayer works and I don't try to necessarily get into the mechanics of <laughs> yeah, it because yeah. I right, get lost. Right, yeah. I'll get yeah. lost in the. Yeah. yeah what was uh, the. Because there's other times you pray and you're just like, I don't feel like I really got hurt or I don't feel mm-hmm. like it happened. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, what's the difference between, you know, I'm a science-y mind mm-hmm. person. I'm like, well, what Same. was I doing? You know, did I have the incense right? It was the, was my heart in the wrong place? And, you know, I don't think that's necessarily the right way to even be thinking. But, you know, my mind always goes to that. Yeah, but, yeah. But well, I, and that's the human side of us, yeah, right? Because yeah. God loves us unconditionally yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, I love being in control. So mm-hmm, I'm like, hey, yeah. let me figure out how to work this situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and that, that for me, that's in my prayer life. That's something I've had to add um, to the end is I'll pray for what I think is best. Yeah. But I end with God's will be done. Yeah. Because I don't know what God's will is. And, and yeah. um, you know, maybe after we pass away, we learn yeah. God's will. But even then, I don't right. know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so amazing. I it was shortly after that that I is the my relationship with God started heating up at that point. Mm-hmm. I think because I started connecting with what the preachers were were talking about there. I spent okay. and I got sent back to my grandparents to hang out for a summer. And where did they live? In Missouri. Okay. So this was that church that okay. had the, the country you know, church. The country church. Mm-hmm. And just for whatever, there was this, just this connection. I, my my uncle, a couple years older than me, was he was kind of at a spot where he was starting to maybe discover Jesus too, decide mm-hmm. if he was, you know, a, a, a real thing or not. And and a person you know, or you know just something to blow off and we'll just go chase girls <laughs> right, so we, yeah. so we'll we were kind fun. of we were half and half on it i mean we, maybe not even half and half we were mm-hmm. probably mostly we just want to chase girls this summer and yeah. figure out he had just gotten a car okay so we're mobile you know you got the teenage you know, hormones yeah yeah, up. yeah yeah and, and grandma's like you should go to this youth camp and we're like yeah sure grandma <laughs> okay. you know but then she's like you know there'll be i mean maybe she knew but we we she's like yeah there'll be a lot of people there girls and you know guys and we're like girls will be there you know and so we're like hey let's go (laughs) so then we go and it's kind of a setup because we were kind of some of the older guys there and and all the girls were younger Mm -hmm. and we're like oh this is so you're kind of like a camp counselor you know yeah except we didn't want to counsel (laughs) right 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 yeah yeah yeah. we're just like oh this place sucks and we're just yeah we're actually gonna leave early okay we were gonna leave a couple days early because we're like this is hot and miserable in missouri summer (laughs) there's like humid one electrical outlet in the dorm and there's this chain of fans that are connected (laughs) up and down the hallway and there's always some kid gonna trip over Mm -hmm. they're just running oh you know yeah 
and you know knocking all the fans yeah and and we're just laying there we're like okay which killed which kid do we need to kill now because we're just you know miserable in this sweaty 90 degree 90 90 degrees 90 degree humidity or 90 percent yeah so so that was kind of our but but this guy convinces us to stay for the evening meal we're like okay yeah that makes sense we should eat Mm. before we leave because we're you know it's free food yeah free food yeah teenage boys (laughs) always hungry oh i know so you know and then we get swept into the meeting afterwards we're like oh darn it we don't have a way of escaping here Mm. so we'll so we'll do this meeting and they were talking about how the holy spirit part of the godhead trinity Mm -hmm. was a key to um having a having this relationship with God that he Jesus didn't just wasn't just this figure from the past mm. that he actually when he left he, the holy spirit f- form you know and i'm just like what is that you know three mm-hmm. people one i don't you know i wasn't i didn't understand any of that but they're saying hey well, especially if you have the sciency mind like we're talking about yeah there's not a good model for that mm-hmm. it doesn't you know we don't have a good representative of that in physics or you know what is are you three people or are you one you know mm-hmm. how does that work maybe and, we and then they say both yeah yeah and it's, it's like, like wait, no, i don't like this non-dual i know math and it's three and one or not black or white same. yeah i want answers you know okay one so, way or another so they're but but i'm intrigued enough and, and and they're like we're gonna pray for the holy spirit to come and it will change your life and i'm like all right I'm 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 up for that. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I remember hearing this and this stirring in my heart. I'm like, this is a really cool deal. If I can know the creator of the universe, mm-hmm. if he would be in me. And I didn't understand exactly how, you know, like Jesus versus the Holy Spirit, what exactly that was. But, right. but I remember thinking, okay. I know there's something real, but and, and if I can know him, that would be pretty awesome. And I'll and I remember just this thinking this crossroads in my life. Like yeah. this is an enormous waste of time mm. if Jesus, the Holy Spirit, isn't God. If those, if that whole stuff is, if those things aren't real, if it's make believe, then I'm spending way too much time doing these youth groupy things and mm. doing church and doing Sunday school. But if it is real, I want in, mm. I don't want to be just like on the fringe. If you're going to do something, do it well, go for it. Yeah. You, you don't know? want to just put your toe in the well, Yeah, you either jump in or leave it alone. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I didn't want to be like half. So, so I remember he's like, Hey, come up here, raise your hand if you, or just come up to the front and I'll pray for you. And I'm mm. like, all right, I'm going to decide now if this is worth it or not. Yeah. We're going to very efficient decision. Yeah. And I remember he, the guy came and prayed with me and some other people that are standing up. And we just, I felt like lightning just blasted through my body. And I wow. started praying, mumbling in some other language in tongues. And I tears streaming down my face and I kind of lost track of an hour or two of like what happened. And I remember just like people sweeping around me, like trying to clean up the chapel. And I'm like, Oh, so you never left the building where this happened. You're still in the same building. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, they were just praying for us up Mm. front. And then like, and, and, and I hadn't realized it at the time, but my uncle actually had gone up too. Okay. And, um, you know, he's like 16, I'm like 14. And the same thing had happened to him where he just was, I mean, there was just like probably about five or six or seven people who just, uh, uh, kids, you know, mm. in that age group. And we all just had some, this dramatic, miraculous event happen. And I just remember knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was loved, wow. that I was cared for and that I mattered. I was 
a person who mattered to yeah. that I wasn't just a number. I was that he cared about me, and that's probably came, for the rest of my life. That question was settled forever <laughs> in that moment. Yeah, where I mean, I'm just like more he than loves. Moment, yeah, and and I you know I don't know how much of it was the physical like mm-hmm. feeling, and how much of it was just this emotional part and how much was the like the just the knowledge of like this is what i have decided i'm really not going to cover this well i think it's all of it. decision again yeah it was it kind took of this the mixture, physical yeah. the emotional and the the um intellectual i guess you would put yeah to that all of that was what put you to where you are today that in that yeah. moment yeah yeah and it just it just and it set me on a so then i was so then we were we weren't chasing girls. We yeah, were, you know we were just like, yeah, what are we gonna do tomorrow? We, and so you <laughs> stayed at the camp. Every, we still, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we were like, hey, where's the agenda for this <laughs> right. camp? What are we doing next? You know, is there a morning thing? It's like Can three a.m. You're we, like, what, yeah. what's now? They're yeah. like, sleep. Yeah, yeah, sleep. yeah. Literally, my <laughs> uncle and I, after that camp was over, we would go. We we went over at like midnight one one in the morning. I remember going over to my un- one of my other uncle's house okay. who played piano. And we were like, because we, we had been pray, up up praying and reading our Bible, and we had, uh, and, and we went over to his house, and we're like, "Hey, do you got any like songs that we could sing?" And he's like, "What are you doing?" It's like one in the morning, I'm and it's just sleep, like, "Here, yeah. take this hymnal, and just leave me alone." <laughs> you know, it's like, so we were like, <laughs> you know, so we're like looking through the hymnal and trying to find songs that we could sing, and we're just like, it, "It was so weird." Like yeah. teenage boys, what the heck are they doing? But that was how impactful it was to have this real. That Jesus, he, he was actually wanted to know us, yeah. and it was it, it was energizing. It was it was life changing. Yeah, that's that's, that's unbelievable because I don't I don't know, you know, people talk about a burning bush experience, and that's kind of how I would label what you experienced that night. But it, it's amazing because I don't know if I've ever encountered someone where it happened as a teenage boy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it was so crazy. Like and I was weird... just a regular teenage guy. I mean, there was a, like a week or two before there was this little youth camp lock-in thing. Mm. And I'm sneaking off with one of the girls <laughs> to hang yeah. out and, and, you know, get and do, do things do you're not what, supposed to be doing. <laughs> doing, doing uh, what's it called? Unauthorized. <laughs> Unauthorized activities, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a regular yeah. kid. You know, I wasn't into the, the, the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just, I mean, he found me. Mm-hmm. It, it, Which I think is, is I the wasn't way it really works. I wasn't really even looking. I yeah. was just you know. <laughs> well, David and I were just talking. Maybe about I that. was looking. I just was be you know. I well, was you were just, at the. the I was event, real. So I was. I guess I was available. real. Yeah, I yeah. was. Yeah. Well, and David and I were talking to, before this about how we wake up to the presence of God, right? Like God's always been there, but at yeah. some point yeah. we wake up and we're like, "Oh, hey, God, I'm glad you could make it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So look at what I've been doing." <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I've been here the whole time. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so, <clears throat> so this, when we publish this, this will be episode three. We've already, uh, David and Marsha's episodes have played. So I, I do want to kind of fast forward to, um, cause I, I don't know if it was late high school, early college years when, when you're, when you and Deanna and Gray or, uh, David and Marsha all kind yeah. of cross paths and, and yeah. kind of how, how yeah. did that yeah. story yeah. evolve? Well, I, um, 
so I, I connected in in Germany with with a good youth group. Had a lot of amazing things that happened there. Mm. Had some records. So you went back to yeah, because that after. was just a summer. Okay, okay. And then I had another couple of years <laughs> in Germany, and and in during that time, I mean, I had all kinds of crazy fun adventures that okay. that were several other miraculous kinds of things. My my father reconnected with God. Mm. I it was interesting that that thing about like, God, your will be done. My prayer was even at that point was, you know, God just help my parents divorce. Cause I hate, mm-hmm. you know, I, I started realizing there was some prayer, but I didn't realize that you could actually, I didn't even have faith that that could happen, but God actually had more faith than I did in the, that your parents could reconcile. Yeah. Them. Yeah. And that I would actually reconcile. I didn't want anything oh, okay. to do with my dad at that point. It yeah. started just digressing and I was just, so, but he actually, there were some amazing things that happened and and I actually, you know, saw my dad cry for the first time, mm-hmm. felt like there actually was a chance for this. And Psalm is we, a human. Yeah. Being. And we, so, but to fast forward from there, I, it kept growing. So then I'm like, I, I for sure want to walk with Jesus the rest of my life. This mm-hmm. is, I'm going to focus and be his, I'm going to be, belong to Jesus and we're going to do whatever he wants to do. Okay. Because this is the, what else would there? Why would I want right, to do anything yeah. else? I mean, I was just like, this is, ex, you know, I'm you gonna, had an experience and you, stuck yeah, with it, it, yeah, it's that discipleship thing of, you know, they they saw Jesus do the weird stuff and and ever a lot of people turned away, mm. you know, and and they and Jesus looked at the disciples and said, well, what about you guys? And he's and the answer was, where else would we go? Yeah. And and I I kind of think I hit that point okay. where I'm like. There's nothing on this earth that could outdo whatever Jesus mm-hmm. is doing. So I'm going to sign up for whatever he's doing. Okay. And so we went. So when I came back, I was, and I had prayed, I'm like, God, bring me directly to, because I'm leaving this amazing youth group with these people in Germany that re- I really connected with. And right. we had these amazing experiences. We actually got to, went to foreign bl- East, uh, communist bloc countries oh, wow. did, did these crazy things yeah. and, and 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 i'm so i'm like okay we're gonna come to el paso everything's changing so I, did your dad get stationed in el paso yeah okay, yeah okay. so it wasn't missouri it wasn't germany it was just everything was again totally changing new. it's a military life you start mm-hmm. over every three years with nothing you know mm-hmm. and so my like, god you got to find us a good place to plug in there's good things going on so then that's where so i show we we drive into town like on a thursday mm-hmm. and that thursday night is a uh, prayer meeting oh, wow. at a local church that we had um known about for the last three years and i had been listening to tape cassettes of the preacher oh really dale walker yeah oh and so yeah, i had i actually amazing. so i i probably was one of the most studied dale walker guys because they would send us these tapes of the sermons every week and so were the two youth groups connected no they weren't at all i just we had been in el paso before oh i see okay, and there so was one okay, church and and i had okay. zero interest in it but yeah, my yeah, yeah. mom had I these see. tapes and then when i got in germany came back after this mm-hmm. retreat i'm like god mm-hmm. i need you know mom i need more jesus stuff do you have any jesus yeah, stuff i mean i was like what's break out the, you the know, book and everything needs else. to be in english you know and <laughs> so and she's like well i got these tapes and i'm like wow. so i just listened to them over and over again and yeah. li- li- absorbing everything i could about this crazy god man and it's so then i'm like so he had a so mm-hmm. at that church there was a youth meeting that night and i'm like well i'm gonna go to that and mm-hmm. 
David was there praying, and I'm like, "Yep, this is exactly the answer to prayer. This is what I this is what I want." So I started going to everything that the church did, and me and David started being friends, and mm-hmm. we we um, started doing youth group. I got older, and we started doing youth groups to stuff together. And you stayed in El Paso for your you went to UTEP, yes, which is the university yeah, here in college. El Paso, right? Yeah, I went to uni- to UTEP, and and did so. Did you stay connected with the with David and the Endell's yeah, church? Yeah, yeah. At all that, that point, that was more important to me mm-hmm. than anything else. Like I, I built the fact that I went to UTEP was because I could keep doing okay. the youth group ministry types of stuff. We were, you know, there was probably at different seasons, you know, 30 to a hundred in the summers, it would swell. We do these things called team wars where we mm. would just make a place for people who, for kids in El Paso to be a part of something, to feel mm. like they mattered, that they were part of it. Is that where you would have like the water balloon fight? Yeah. 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 You've told me yeah. about some of those. Yeah. We rented the Y did a, we, we did this one summer where we do this naval land air battle type of stuff. Wow. We, we broke everybody up into four different teams. We had all these different colors. One of them was and, the Navy. Yeah. It was the Air Force. Well, we would, we, we had like a red, blue, okay. green, yellow kind of thing. And, but like at the Y, the four teams would go out and try to sink each other's navels. Nice. Yeah. Some people would be in floaty canoes and the <laughs> submarine people were just swimming, Underwater. trying to sink them. And, yeah. and then the next time we might be out there in the desert doing something. Another time we might be, and how many kids would come to this? Oh gosh, you know, I mean, they would it would start swelling, and there'd probably be like a hundred, hundred and fifty kids in in those big seasons yeah. where we did crazy stuff. We dug a pit, had a tug of war over the pit of despair. <laughs> I don't think we told the people, the elders of the church. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, they were just, just like, "Why is there a pit in the in the, in the dirt parking lot outside?" Well, pay no like, attention to that. <laughs> it's like, it was great. <laughs> Why is it muddy? <laughs> I don't think, you know, we didn't even, nobody died even. That was, right. <laughs> that was the real miracle. Of these. Yeah. Yeah. We um, were, what was the name insane. of Dell's church again? Uh, that At the time it was Jesus Chapel Northeast. That's right. Okay. It later changed the name to Vineyard. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually, yeah, where Hope City is now today. Yeah. And we've, we've covered some of that, Northeast, yeah. the, the Dale Walker history and, and the David. Very influential. Yeah. Him and Ernie Nadia, Dale Walker, they were real huge founders mm. of, of cementing on like, okay, I knew I was in love with Jesus, but now tell me a little more about him. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. And, and he actually, uh, Dale Walker's church is now called the heart, heart, heart for, the, for world the world. Yeah. In Las Cruces, in Las New Cruces, Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's also very, I, I, I grew up in Las Cruces as many people know. And, and some of my friends attend that church now. It's and, a beautiful yeah, church. It's been yeah. influential to them. Yeah. Um, on many different levels. Such, such good people. Yeah. So, so you, uh, well, I think an important part of that story too is is um, you met someone, De- yeah, Deanna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, during that during that yeah. time. So maybe if you could just yeah tell was, that that uh, I, I the was, quick version of that. Sure, yeah, I was I was I was bowling at some youth event mm. thing, and this um, girl uh, came back from college. I was in high school, okay. I was, which was you know that's a world away. You know when you're a senior in high school right, and yeah. they're a senior. They just graduated. I think I might've just graduated high school and okay. was about to go to college. And she had just finished college and was going to, and it was a teacher. She was a elementary school teacher and she had joined the worship team. She did sign language mm. interpretation of the worship on the worship team. Right. And then she also did um, uh, work 
drama, like put on plays and skits uh, for the church, uh, different kinds of events. Mm. And she uh, started doing um, college age ministry. Okay. And our circle didn't really cross that much, but mm-hmm. until my roommate, fast forward that uncle, that crazy uncle, oh, he actually moved, he moved down, down to El Paso and we, and, to, cool. and, and we were roommates for a while. Did he go to UTEP as well? Or he just moved down? You know, he had already graduated. Here. He okay. came down just to be a part of what God was doing at the right. church and okay. to be connected. And we, we were like brothers. Yeah, so yeah. it's like just something to spread your wings and, mm-hmm. you know, so, so we were connected. So him and Deanna, uh, future wife, <laughs> my future wife, right. uh, we're doing a college age group together, mm. uh, ministry group weekly. And it was at the apartment, you know, and I was, that was my apartment too. So they, they, um, they asked me if I would lead worship. I played guitar oh, and okay. I was, you, you know, you can't say no. I mean, it's in your house. Well, you, you could, could, you could, but it would but be it, awkward. Yeah. And well, I, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I loved, you know, yeah. I loved anything to do with, you know, worship or. Well, and I've heard you sing you know, and play and stuff. So. It's something that calls to you for sure. Yeah. So I, I, so I had, so, so that was fun. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and, um, and I ended up joining one of her plays and we had, uh, and then we had this chance to go to the Philippines and a, in a chance to, to learn kind of what things were going on in mm-hmm. other churches in the world. Uh, Dale Walker had a support ministry where he would support different pastors around the world, many wow. of them in third world country kind of situations. Right. And so we went with him for a couple of weeks uh, to the Philippines. And, and, and that was probably the first time I ever really started thinking about Deanna as like someone that I could more than know, a friend. Really, yeah. More than a friend. Cause I mean, I remember she, I always kind of had this opinion of like girls traveled in herds and they were too untouchable. I had horrible relationships. I was like, it was just a disaster. Every time I ever tried to like a girl, they would tell me, it's like, well, I, I kind of understand how you're feeling. I felt that way one to, once too. And it's like, you'll get over it. <laughs> okay, that was when I expressed my heart for somebody. Um, but if I, I remember her, her signing up without hesitation to go to the Philippines. I'm like, who is this lady? She is so tough. She is like, yeah. she didn't check to see if any of any friends were going. She didn't check to see if, if, you know, any, anyone else from the, from the church was going. She, she was like, I'm in. Right in. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dang. And it's like, so then I'm, so then it, it gave me boldness. I'm like, yeah, why not? We'll just try this out. And, yeah. and then seeing her, her heart, you know, care, you know, she would do these puppet shows for the kids in just impromptu wherever right. a parking lot was or wherever there was just to, just, pass some time. just to pass some time. She would do these little puppet shows for these kids. And I'm like, man, that is an amazing woman. And and then we, we got married that year. <laughs> so, Wow. A year after you got back from the Philippines. No, that like summer within... we, we, so we got back that summer and we got married in December. Oh, that's amazing. It, it, yeah. We were just like, man, this, this is, uh, yeah. When you know, you know, yeah. and I had seen, I had known who she was for, for a couple of years. That's right. Yeah. So then when we, you know, started realizing that we could have romantic feelings for each other, then it did, you know, it's just, there wasn't anything left to really decide. We're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, so we've been married for 27 wow. some years now. So <laughs> That's amazing. And, and One of the uh, better decisions I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> might be the best. <laughs> Possibly, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and uh, for those that might be new to this podcast and just listening, um, the the next stage of this this series will be to get 
couples in here. And and uh, so we'll have David and Marsha and, and you and Deanna. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be a good time. So, um, yeah, and I, you know, just knowing Deanna for the last, or both of you for the last seven or eight years, it's, it's one of those uh, relationships I kind of look to as far as like, um, if I was put into that position of, you know, family life or married life, it's like, uh, I kind of watch you guys from afar and, and see how you interact, you know, and, and try to take notes and learn. Um, because you guys, uh, thanks. What, you know, you guys do a lot of stuff together. Yeah. You, you guys, uh, seem to, uh, what's the right word? Complement each other yeah. as far as leaning yeah. on each other for different strengths and stuff. And, yeah. uh, and you guys like to travel which yeah. is something I like. To yeah. Do, so. Yeah. Travel's fun. <clears throat> it's in your, you know, yeah. Now you know why that yeah. military, you know, it never was in the same spot for more than three years. It kind of, yeah. you know, it it's hard to break out of that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Hey, I'm getting kind of antsy here. We <laughs> got to move on. We've got to try something else. And so to, um, one thing I really want to get into and, um, kind of fast forward to is one thing you touched on is your love for El Paso. Yeah. You talked about loving that and, and, um, the other thing that we haven't got into, but what what I want to venture into next is um, you're a businessman. Mm-hmm. You own yeah. a business. Uh, you got a computer science degree at UTEP. I believe that's correct. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And when you were getting ready to graduate, you realized the job situation in El Paso, Texas wasn't ideal for a new graduate right. in that field, in the computer right. science right. field. And you leave for Dallas. So maybe if you could touch on that sure. um, yeah, decision. Just being, yeah, just being a young man, um, starting to want to realize, hey, I, I got to make my own way. I've got to, uh, and, and my, my even, you know, even early on, it was never like, okay, I need to be rich or I need to buy these things. Mm. It was everything started to become a love for other people because I was hanging around I, this, this, infectious love that Jesus has for others Interesting. was on me. Cause you know, most of the people that went to our church were fairly poor. Okay. Uh, or because it's Northeast it's, El Paso. It's, yeah. It's not a, an affluent area of mm-hmm. the city. So you have all these broken families, all these folks that are, um, you know, I would go over to hang out with somebody for the weekend and, you know, it's a one mother family mm-hmm. and you know, there's like cheese in the fridge and, mm. and I'm like, wow, I don't, a military family is not like super rich or anything, but I felt rich in comparison to. They have a full fridge. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. always had food to eat. So, um, so that was, so it started just striking me at how many good. And then I started looking at the people who I respected and honored in the church who, who were really kind and spent enormous mm. amounts of time and energy loving people like me and others. And I started seeing how hard they had to work for every dollar, for every, Interesting. you know, the way that they, it was a true sacrifice when yeah. they gave something to, and I, and I noticed how many people worked multiple jobs right. and then I, and then as I started Which trying to get still a job in, yeah. in this region. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, these people are amazing. And I started, so my prayer started being like, it was this dialogue questioning kind of queries like, God, these, why, why is it so hard to earn a living in this city? 
because I started seeing other cities, we would, tr- you know, travel and do mm-hmm. things. And uh, like, you know, in Dallas, there's a help wanted sign for several dollars more than minimum wage in like every restaurant. Mm-hmm. But here it's crazy hard to get just a fast food restaurant job. Which is there's paying an minimum abundance wage. Of, yeah, which is, and, and that's just an abundance, because there's an abundance of labor mm-hmm. um, due to being next to the border and, you know, just having, you know, the kind of economy we have here. Mm-hmm. So, so I was like, God, what, what is the deal with this? And, and I felt like he kind of had this response back to me kind of in my own voice. It wasn't like a voice, you know, in the sky or whatever, but it was like, I'll, I agree. I, that does break my heart. I want people to be able to have good jobs so that they can spend time with their families and bring a stability and, and be able to have more time, Mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and I felt like he asked me, is that, well, would you be a part of that? of the solution to that. Mm. And I remember kind of chuckling. It was like, yeah, but I need a job first. I'm like, sure, whatever you want, you know, I'm all in with you. Right. You'd already made that decision. I'm for sure all in, but that's, that's hilarious because I can't even get a fast food job, let alone, you know, and I can't, and I just had a tough time even connecting graduating college to having a better, a very good job at even after college, because I just didn't have any models in, you know, everybody I knew most, most of everybody wasn't a college degree person. My family had never finished, you know, like a 40 year degree. So all I I knew was you could join the military or you could struggle. Mm. And, and probably (laughs) maybe for you, neither sounded appealing. Yeah. I just wanted to, you know, to be able to hang out with people who were, who were broken and sad and needed to know that someone cared about them and, and they were, and they were everywhere. So, so that took a lot of time. So I just wanted to have the least amount of effort to do that part of life Mm. and spend the rest of my time just, you know, setting up things where people could feel like they have some kind of hope that Mm. they're, that they matter. And so then fast forward, I went to college, got a degree, started seeing a little bit, got an internship at the Federal Reserve Bank, um, ended up getting a job and offered in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And about that time, we were also having a baby and I'm like, oh, this is serious. You know, this is terrifying. Mm-hmm. So it, I took a job in Dallas as a software engineer, spent about three years there. Um, we, But there was this long, always this longing. I'm like, hey, I'm not quite doing what I wanted to do which was mm. stay with my friends who were going to be planting churches and doing continuing these ministry types of things. So we kind of had this little bit of a drifting apart as you try to figure out how to have a kid and a family. and well, Especially <laughs> with the distance of El Paso and yeah, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. So, so would you say you left for Dallas somewhat reluctantly? Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, there were some really good parts. Okay. Um, we were learning how to be married. Yeah. We were learning how to be our own be parents people. And, and yeah, how to be like. parents. Oh my gosh, it's hard to be a parent. You know, mm. you don't know what you're doing. But yeah, but during that time, we started figuring that out, and then that longing started coming back. Okay. Like, you know okay. what? We want to do this thing, and so probably around three, two, three years into it or so, um, th- we just had this longing enough. This guy Bill Bright, I think he was the head of 
he wrote this book on fasting and prayer mm. and we were like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. You know, yeah, right. maybe there's a, we'll maybe it's that. a secret, you know, you get the better <laughs> prayers answered, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, going back to that scientific yeah, I'm like, process. I'm going to work yeah. this. Somebody found a pattern. <laughs> so, you know, and it doesn't, it wasn't, it right. wasn't that. And for a computer but, engineer, <laughs> yeah, you know, pat, yeah, finding patterns yeah, is very helpful. As efficiently as possible. <laughs> So, you know, but, but the idea of like, Hey, you know, this is this, I do, we do want to take a more serious approach. What are we going to do the rest of our life? Um, this, I realized that you could make money, you could survive, you could excel, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't fulfilling. That didn't change our level of happiness. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a certain level, like being able to pay your bills, buy food, food. you know, not feel like you're at risk all the time. Mm But past that, it didn't, you know, it wasn't bringing happiness. Mm-hmm. Me and Deanna were constantly feeling like we were meant for more. Okay. So we started praying and, and kind of at the end of that 40-day fast, it ended up on Easter. Oh, wow. And um, that day, David Morrison calls on Easter and and we had kept up. I mean, we had, we had gone back to El Paso about every, you know, once or twice a year, visited, okay. caught up. So I kind of knew what, the, you know, what, what yeah. we were up to. You know, we but it wasn't like he called you every week. No, no, yeah. no. And so he called on that day, and he didn't know we were doing that thing. But we were specifically praying, like God, what is it that we should be doing? And he just he he felt that God had told him that um, he had never he had felt bad that he had never officially invited me and Deanna to be a part of the church plant that they were doing in El Paso. Wow! And we were touched because we kind of were in this wandering kind of feeling and we had always wanted to be a part of a church plant type of thing where we just, you know, not that we're anything special or need to build an empire or anything, but that's just what we love doing is just being available for people who are in need and doing it with friends. Right. People was my pattern. Like I wasn't going to do anything on my own, but if I'm with people that I love hanging out with anyway, then that's perfect. So and he and he was doing it apologetically, like why? You know, I I, I know this is ridiculous. You guys are, you've succeeded. Right. You've escaped El Paso, yeah. and, and you have this. You're living the dream. You're, you're working for a Fortune 500 company. You're you're you you know you're successful. You got the house and the you know dog and the kid and the why you know. So he didn't even. But he was just like, you are invited. I just want you to feel invited that this is something that you you guys are the quality people that we would of course invite, and we were. That touched us in the last over a few days. We decided that that was what we were going to do. So we we said we were going to come back to El Paso and and be a part of that. That that's that life was too short to not try things. To not do it. And we knew that the corporate approach wasn't going to fulfill us. Mm-hmm. And um, so we just said, "Hey, well, it's amazing too that because logically." for David to make that call is, is ridiculous, right? Cause you're yeah. in Dallas, you're yeah. far away. And it had been like three years yeah. since they, I mean, they started it about oh, probably it, two years earlier. Interesting. So, I okay. mean, there was plenty of days in between then. To Where the you guys he had talked. Yeah. yeah. And you know, but, but he just felt like he was like, you know, I've never invited them to actually come and be a part of this. Yeah. And, and we, we were just like, yeah, we're going to come. And just coming back to that power of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was exactly, we've never done anything like that since really. I mean, but, but that was exactly what we were praying for. And that, 
and on the exact day ending of the the thing and 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 it and it lined up perfectly with what our heart was doing we mm-hmm. we um and then just a few things happened where we we said well we can't move because we just bought a house it's only we've only had it for like a year and a half two years we're going to take a bath on this and i felt like you know god doesn't want us to make stupid financial decisions right, yeah, just yeah. on a whim. So I'm like, so I threw out this kind of this thing. I was like, well, God, if this is you, then you got to help me sell this house. So we put it on that. We, we knew we couldn't really even afford a real estate agent because that would further diminish. Right. Them. You would just, keep so we just put a yard. Money. So we put a yard, a, a sign in the yard <laughs> and we advertised it in the Sunday paper. Wow. And that weekend that it hit, we got three offers, and they were bidding each other up. So we actually sold it for more than we had listed it for. That's wild. And then we were like, "Oh crap!" So that, so that <laughs> was like we're in trouble. What a week later? Two <laughs> yeah, it was later? a week later. Yeah, and then we and so then it we, just going boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So then we're like, "Holy crap! I don't have a job. How how are we even going to move to El Paso?" Um, but we don't, but we have this time timer now because the house is sold. Okay. Right. So I'm like, I guess I better tell the, tell my boss and that we're, that we're, that I'm quitting. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was hilarious because, uh, you know, I went to him and said, Hey, I'm going to need to turn in my notice. I'm, uh, I sold my house. We're going to move to back to El Paso. And they're like, well, what, how much are they paying you? Can we double it? Cause I had had built some favor up. And they oh, right, really right. wanted to keep me. They're like, "Well, hey, what's the competing offer? Can we can we top it?" And I'm like, well, there's no offer. I'm actually an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we're just go- we're so, just going to be with friends. And, yeah, and yeah, serve so, Jesus. Yeah, that was exactly it. And she and I. So I'm just like, you know, it's, at this point, you know, that everything's going to sound ridiculous. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to be a part of this. Th- these group of friends mm-hmm. with this church, and I've always wanted to do this, and and and. And I guess that struck a chord. They, her, and some of the other bosses, they got together and they're like, you know, we've never done this before. This was before you could re- work remote. It was really before good internet even existed. Okay, um, you had dial-up, right? Was right. What most Which people is super had. Slow. But this was Sprint. So they're like, well, you know what? Okay, I've I got some. I pulled some strings. We'll put a T1 internet connection to your house wherever you move to in El Paso, wow. and we'll let you. It's uh, so it was just crazy favor. So all of a sudden, I had this. I, we ended up going with another company um, in El Paso when I came and moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but it did. I mean, again, it was but one of those miraculous option. kinds of things. Like, yeah. wow, God does. He, you know, these options that I didn't know would even be possible. I kind of figured, well, do they even have programming jobs in El Paso? You know, maybe mm-hmm. I could work for the gas company or you know some A bank or something. Yeah, like that. but yeah. I didn't really you know expect much and. We just, but it turned out to be amazing. We got an offer to from a company called Security Capital Group, who they felt like they were recruiting me from Dallas. Mm-hmm. I told them why I was moving, but they still felt like they were. I they guess still they treated it like a recruitment. They, they treated it like I was a Dallas fancy, you know. Yeah. yeah. Move, so they paid for all of our move to come to El Paso, which is crazy. Which is you know? wild. Yeah. Just crazy. They they paid for house hunting trips. Flew me Indiana down to look for houses. <laughs> El Paso. And I was just like, how is this, you know, God, you're so good. Uh, we don't deserve this. We're just a bunch of boneheads, but. Well, and especially <laughs> the fact that you were upfront about what was going on. Yeah. Like yeah. it's one uh-huh. thing if you were like, well, maybe we're moved to El Paso. Yeah. I wasn't playing and it. They, I mean, yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, they. So, so it was, we're, we're coming up on an hour, but um, I think it's important. This story is, 
has to be told. <laughs> in my in my opinion, this of all the stories around Desert Rain, this one captivates me every time I hear it. Um, and it, and it just kind of goes back to this idea of prayer and, and, uh, miraculous things happen when we set an intentional prayer in my opinion, this is my opinion. So you, you work with, um, you move back, you're working at, uh, what was the name of the company again? Security Capital Group. Security yeah. Capital Group. And, uh, David through the church context is, has come to this idea of, of starting a community you and Deanna are in the, the middle of that conversation and decision yeah. within the church. Obviously, yeah. obviously, uh, obviously, um, Marsha is, is well. Yeah. And you start looking for properties. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of tell the, uh, you know, you mm-hmm. articulate it however you need to with that yeah. setup, but it's, um, yeah, we, so we're spending. We love our our time with the mm-hmm. church. We're we're meeting amazing families. We're we're connecting and loving, and and we're realizing that what our true passion is is just loving people one at a time. Mm. That the effort that it takes to do any of the fringe types of stuff, the you know the other activities mm-hmm. that are necessary to run a church, you know the financial the parts, the, yeah, the setting it up, the details, the. Uh, running the nursery, mm-hmm. the you know the effort to um, send brochures out or or and you guys were holding all those things. church functions multiple times a week. Yeah, like I think that's yeah. an important part that there was a lot of churching yeah. going on time wise. Yeah, we're running a family, we're working in a business, we're we all have jobs. None of us are getting paid. You know, it's all after hours kind mm-hmm. of work, and um, and we love it. It's right. just exhausting, you know. And we're looking at how do you do this with multiple children? How do you not leave them behind? Because we've seen families, you know, where the kids are growing up and they're mm-hmm. like they actually hate their parents. They hate they hate God because they're because they're not. They're, they didn't. They got robbed of their childhood. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, how can you do this without and avoid burnout? Burn yeah, out? yeah. And how do you how do you survive this? But yet, it's so much fun mm-hmm. to be a part of loving people. As, but we so we started zooming in on that idea that really what we love the most is the non scheduled activities mm-hmm. where you know there's just you know a mother and their two daughters are going through a divorce and you just take them to dinner and. Hang out. You're hanging out or you have them over to your house and you're hanging out and mm-hmm. the kids are playing together and you're just talking and, you know, maybe it's important conversation. Maybe it's just just laughing right. together. And, and all of that contributes to healing and, right. and loving. And we were like, you know what? That's what we love. Can we do more of that? Can we focus on that? And, and, and so we started saying, well, how could we diminish some of the other things mm-hmm. that we're spending time on? Mm-hmm. Spend Maybe spend less time on something in order to have more time on those yeah. one-on-one love events. And so that's where we started saying, well, maybe we can have some time and we'll, we'll, we'll instead of meeting at a church, we'll do it in home group, home homes, like three homes. We'll all just have, uh, rotate. we'll rotate through different homes or okay. maybe we'll split the whole group and have three different groups. Mm-hmm. And we are just experimenting with these different ways of reducing the overhead and the idea- just getting to the one-on-one relationships and hangout times where we, know each other the idea kind of being leaving the stereotypical church context and trying to find sort of an out-of-the-box solution for these uh love interactions if you will 
mm-hmm. unconditional love. Yeah, interactions. yeah, and just have more time for mm-hmm. that. So yeah. we, yeah, so we, and we were thinking originally that we were going to like buy an apartment okay. building downtown. Oh wow! Uh, really? Because it would be close to good transportation. Mm-hmm. And it would have it would be a place where we could all kind of live next to each other and near each other. Mm-hmm. And the in very from a very you know, Dan and I have a very practical, efficient set right. of minds. Yeah, you know, we're the sciencey people, yep. you know, or the math 100%. people. So we're thinking, hey, you're you're not spending 20 minutes on drive time or getting mm-hmm. a babysitter if your apartment is right next to somebody else's apartment, because you can just have the prayer meeting in one of the apartments mm-hmm. and you could rotate through or you And could, the child could be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you could you know, and you just you make it efficient. You know, mm-hmm. you're not and you're not leaving the child out because you're you're praying, but then when you're just eating desserts together, your kids are playing together. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. you know, and you're just you're making it, you're combining the, the the life events. You're not separating them into this is spiritual, this is home life, this is and 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 we had started even thinking about this concept of could your business life, where you're spending an enormous amount of time, mm-hmm. could that even be integrated into your real life? You know, instead of separating them, seg- segregating them. Well, but, and the way you explained it to me once that has stuck with me. And you probably, this was probably six, seven, five, six, seven years ago. But you, this idea of all the different masks we wear, right? Mm-hmm. Like we wear one at work. Mm-hmm. We wear one around our friends. We wear one at church. We wear one at the grocery store. And I'm not talking about COVID masks. <laughs> just just to clarify, this was far before COVID. Whole different analogy now. But Right, yeah. Uh, but how do we consolidate that where I can just, I can be myself. Right. In the church context, in the work right. context, yeah. um, in my friend context, yeah. um, and that always struck struck home for me that yeah. uh, that description of it. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I was fascinated. We were starting to study the Celtic monastic communities. I was mm-hmm. fascinated by these communities that would live just they, they would the way that they would go and be of service to some town, some existing village or town or people group. They would go and start. A community next to them mm-hmm. and they would just be of service and love to that group like mm-hmm. they would bring what they had uh most of those monastic groups were they were literate you know they, <laughs> right, right. they so they would they would bring literacy and then from literacy you could read and maybe hear some of the latest techniques or something like crop rotation or whatever it might mm-hmm. be that and provide some uh, educational value to that group and then the idea that a church community would provide economic value to mm. that and, and raise the level. It started connecting to that original prayer that I had. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, could you be a part of what could I be a part of uh helping people with that finding basic a finding a job kind of a thing? And that wow. started connecting for me. It's like, oh my gosh, this spiritual piece mm. could actually have application. What if we could actually work alongside because mm-hmm. you can't you can only talk about spiritual things so many times so much and sometimes broken people can't talk about that they can't talk about the deepest parts of their heart but if you're working alongside somebody and doing something and you're just kind and you're just providing a way where you are just being yourself but Christ is being mm-hmm. himself through you and that starts sharing the message without the words mm-hmm. And then when they're ready to talk, you're around because you had something common to do together with your hands or what, you know, whether that's software or. And you've built trust because you've been in proximity of place, of time, Mm -hmm. um, and just spending time together, even, you know. That's right. 
and I, I not to be dismissive, but even quote unquote just working, yeah, builds that opportunity for a, a bigger conversation. Yeah, and it could happen a week, six months, a year, or ten years. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, yeah, and that and that and I and I used to be in a rush where like everybody I talked to, I felt like I had to immediately tell them about Jesus. Mm. And then I realized, you know, that's actually pretty counterintuitive. I'm excited for them to know about how these, how Jesus has been an impact and, and, and brought value and encouragement to me in life, but you can't just rush that. Right. It's, I, well, it's, you can, but it doesn't it, work. Yeah. You can, it, it's counterproductive mm. and, and really it's, it's his job to introduce himself oh, wow. uh, to those folks. We're just around, you know, I've, it's, I, 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 so if I'm around just loving, being kind, mm -hmm. it usually will come up, you know, and, and when, and, it, and the timing will just be so much better and it's not rushed, it's not forced. And, and I love doing that, but it's not necessary for me anymore. Cause I realize that God really does love them. Uh, and, and has, a special plan for them. And it's not my job to orchestrate that. I can just love them as who they are. And well, and I've found in those, you know, spiritual type conversations are much more interesting when someone approaches me. It really is. With a question yeah. that they're interested in mm -hmm. and having a conversation rather than, Hey, let me tell you about, contemplation. Hey, let me tell you about prayer. Hey, mm -hmm. but when someone says, Hey, um, I heard you talking about meditation the other day. What, uh, you know, I, yeah. And it can be more of a, t you together talking mm -hmm. about yeah, it, you yeah, know, yeah, and you're yeah. not, you're not telling them anything. You're you together are just enjoy Cause you've already built a friendship mm -hmm. and you're enjoying each other you and trust each other. And you're finding another beautiful facet about God mm -hmm. together, which is a beautiful experience. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, it's not awkward. It's just way more enjoyable. And it's, it's, it's it's what I love. I mean, that's my favorite part about people is we find I, I continue to learn beautiful things about mm -hmm. God every day by just interacting with people. Yeah. Well, and it's too, you know, it goes back to that where two or more are gathered in my name. There, you it's know, really true. Yeah. Christ is right there. The Holy Spirit's yeah. right there. God's there. You know, I'm sorry. I probably didn't answer the one. question. At well, all and that's what, that so that's what I was going to say. <laughs> so you, you have this idea of, of being closer in community yeah. Consolidating the quote unquote masks. Obviously you didn't end up in a, uh, apartment in yeah, downtown we, El Paso. Cause we're sitting in the deserts of New Mexico <laughs> having right, this conversation. Right. It's not an apartment downtown. <laughs> yeah. So, it was really our last, we, we went through several different options. We didn't, we, we were just looking for some place where we could afford mm. and to, and we didn't even know what the vision was that we were going to try to do. We just knew that we wanted to love people one at a time. We, um, wanted to be in close proximity to each other. Mm -hmm. We wanted to share resources so it, so that it was more efficient to yeah. do that. You know, you don't have everybody spending all this money for a place that's used once a week mm -hmm. or twice a week, you know, you know a church building. Yeah. It, you know, we could be, you know, we could use that money for extra rooms as to where people in need, cause we were coming across the people we had, there's all these people who were in between jobs getting mm. kicked out of their apartments. There was just always this need for space, you know, for an extra bedroom mm -hmm. kind of thing. We're like, well, that would be more directly impactful to somebody's life 
Yeah, if, if you if you don't have a place circle. to sleep yeah. or shower, and we would be frustrated with our lack of resources that we couldn't oh. do anything for that. You know, we couldn't help the person mm. very much. We tried, but you know, somebody was always not able to pay their electric bill, or they were, you know, or whatever it was. And you had to pay rent for a church space. Yeah, we're like, you know what? Things. We could use that money for that. Mm. And so that was what you know we were kind of we we're trying to find an efficient way to mm. better use the resources to be that, more practical. Yeah. Yeah. With your outreach. And I think one thing I, I want to point out right here or interject is while you guys are searching for this property or, or place to make life a little bit more efficient, there's a lot of prayer going on in and yeah. around this search. We had been a, yeah, we started these every prayer every night mm-hmm. kind of activities and, and, and started realizing how you could integrate prayer into your life. It didn't have to be a special thing. Like, okay, now I'm going to pray. Now's prayer time. And we were, so we were experimenting with that and, and trying to, you know, that concept of, you know, somebody's, you know, the Celtic uh, communities might have a prayer for when you're lighting the fire, Lord, Mm. as I'm lighting this fire, collecting this wood, let me be good wood and let me, you know, light the fire in me that I would love the poor. I would love the, the, the the stranger who would come to me today. Mm -hmm. And then, and so we were starting to think, well, what would a modern prayer be like that? You know, Mm -hmm. as a software developer, I'm like, Lord, as I put this (laughs) together, this this pattern, it was like, JavaScript, help me to put the fire out of this bug (laughs) that's crashing this software, you know. work more so, efficiently. Yeah. And, more and we would come together and we would pray together. Okay. And we, we would use worship and mm-hmm. we would, we would sing songs together. We would pray for, you know, certain things like somebody was sick or somebody was, you know, a child would be, you know, have, have some, some significant life issue. Mm-hmm. And, and through all of that, we, you know, there was just, you know, hey, if we didn't have to drive as far, <laughs> the prayer meetings would be more efficient. You yeah. know? So there's little elements of that. And of course. so as we started looking around, we found some property out here in New Mexico. And, but even that was just too expensive. Okay. We were like, you know, $350,000 just to get started. And, and we're all like, you know, single family, like most American families, right. you know, not, you know, much money uh, saved up, if any, you know, because yeah. your debts, you know, and, um, and I guess we, we really felt like, you know, we're going to throw our hat over the fence. There, there was an event as we were really thinking through, what do we want to do? Do we want to try to live in community? We didn't know what that looked like. We tried mm-hmm. to find some examples. We, we had those examples of, you know, the Celtic communities from right. the past. I love that idea yeah. that you could maybe have. And I, and, and I was the connection for me, one of the connections was they're bringing literacy and providing what they had. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know what, this is a town that doesn't really have software development skills. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's kind of a higher tech skill. And mm-hmm. over the time, I mean, we'd have to get into this another time, but we God will, had yeah. been taking me on a journey of how to take people who didn't have a software background, yeah. maybe didn't have a college degree at all but they had an amazing heart and I could, and, and we started developing techniques to notice how that they might be able to be a software mm-hmm. development developer in the future. And right. if we spent time with them. So, we, so that was like, you know what, maybe that could be a modern monastic thing mm-hmm. to do is we could give the gift of uh, software high, high tech industry. <laughs> when it goes back to that original <laughs> prayer, 
of just raising El Paso's yeah, ability yeah. to have an economic yeah. source of some sort. Could a janitor, could a guy that works in a truck dispatch, you know, barely making mm-hmm. it, could a guy who's working as a, at a restaurant, could mm-hmm. those guys, could we take them and train them to be software developers? Uh, spoiler alert, yes, you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you, uh, you have proven that, along, you know, Donnie Canoy is one of those guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so, Ryan is so one cool. of those men. That, yeah, that used has, to work in a waiting yeah. area. As, as a waiter yeah so those so those so then when we started looking but the but the, the finances were an mm-hmm. impasse we're like okay i guess we can never do this we can't afford the apartment by any stretch we can't even afford the desert An nothing empty, empty <laughs> lot desert out, the, out on the edge of humanity <laughs> you can't we can't even afford that uh-huh. so what's the use and about that time um me and deanna st- st- had had a we walked a, we were walking alone in the desert and it, it, out around along the edge of a backyard with uh, Kirsten and and Bill Helms backyard and and we were just talking and we we're like you know do we want to do this is this this is this feels like another big event it feels impossible but we've been in impossible situations before and you know what we're going to just throw our hat over the fence and just we are moving out and going to be a part of a community somehow mm-hmm. even though it feels impossible and we just said that to each other and we said yeah we're doing this and we told you know some of the people some of our friends were like excited and i think maybe a week later um i had in security capital group i had been doing pretty well i was now mm-hmm. the it manager of like a group of about 25 people or so and um had a it was a decent paying job and um found out that GE had purchased our company and that we were all going to probably lose our job <laughs> and and yes the the GE that you know people listening general yeah. electric yeah, that yeah. GE the <laughs> GE right. yeah that's right I'm all, so all damn it that's the wrong direction god I'm, I'm like, like all right god i'm going to move to the desert He's like all right well you no more job for you yeah you're going to do this completely from scratch you're going to have to go look and see if you can even get a job let alone so now we've now we now the financial aspects of this seem even even more even impossible, more impossible. Yeah. it's like cuz i had wow. probably out of everybody in our group of friends i was probably the one with the better job and right. now i'm now i don't have a job yeah now you're you're so gotta, lower on the road. So we got a teacher's salary and, and Deanna had already said, Hey, I'll go to, I'll, I'll start, I'll start teaching again. I'll mm-hmm. do whatever we need to do to make this work. And, um, but now I don't even have a job. Right. So it's like, so I'm like, wow. But, but, you know, so, so through that disappointment, uh, you know, it's going to sound like I'm just a man of awesome faith, but I wasn't. I mean, I was just like, oh, man, God, this is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I, that's not the prayer I put out there, but I, God, come yeah, on, man. what the heck? This is the least, you're, you're supposed to be good at interpreting these things. <laughs> but um, through that, I found a, um, I, I mean, I just showed up each day with what I had, which was, hey, I'm I'm still going to do a good job. I, mm-hmm. I ended up meeting with the people. Because they didn't fire you. There wasn't like it wasn't an immediate, an immediate firing. No, yeah. Right, it, right. Was, it was, it turned out that they needed to slowly turn it down mm. and slowly start letting people go as they moved off different sections of the company to Connecticut and, mm-hmm. and different areas. Um, uh, uh, Nashville, no, not um, Memphis, Tennessee, mm. different, different sections. And they offered me, after getting to know me and others, they offered me and many other people 
a chance to move to those other places. Okay. But we had, you know, in our mind, we're like, well, that's clearly not what we decided to do. You know, I'm not in El Paso for the job. I'm not moving to Memphis for that job, you know, okay. kind of a th- or Connecticut for that job. Um, so you're really sticking to, yeah, like you, I'm like, you, you know, Indiana I'll really just, made yeah, a decision. I'll, if yeah. I'm going to be, you know, out of a job doing this thing, then that's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. This is your chance, God, to, you know. Right. And we, so we, um, through that time, have some conversations. The 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 CIO of GE Real Estate North America is talking to me a few times, and he's right. now heard the story of this crazy you know nutcase that wants to be a part of refuses yeah, to leave El Paso. Yeah, I was like, what is it? There's nothing here. Why did you want to? Why do you want to be here? And and but yet he's but yet our the the folks that we worked with that they were keeping you know we had mm. a lot of companies around the country that we did software development for okay. and they were like we love those guys yeah and so so they were having a hard time no one else wanted to move either cuz mm. cuz this region has a very strong family values mm. base and people don't want to and it's a beautiful they want to stay and be yeah. a part of their extended extended families it's a beautiful situation and I, and I, so I, and I totally get that and love that. And so he's having a hard time. So he comes to me, he's like, I, Greg, you're a guy named Hank. <laughs> Hank. He um, comes to me and says, Greg, you're uh, people are crazy. Nobody wants to move. <laughs> you're putting me in a bind here. Um, I have an idea. Why don't you start your own company with some mm. of these guys and we'll, uh, and we'll be your first customer. You can stay in El Paso or work wherever weird place you want to work. GE would be your first customer. Yeah, wow. GE Real Estate would be the first customer. And you can keep doing the software development that you've been doing, but you'll just do it as your own company instead mm-hmm. of as employees. And you can stay in El Paso for, for whatever crazy reason you want to do that. <laughs> right. So, and he never, you know, completely got it. But but we started being friends. He yeah, started yeah. really appreciating, you know, that I was a hard worker, even though mm-hmm. my job had a <laughs> had an, an expiration end, had date. An expiration date. Right. So, so through that, I'm like, yeah, that sounds amazing. And and this weird thing happened. They were like, as GE started closing up, they realized that I they felt like I was a critical person, mm. and they ended up giving us a um, like a double pay with this huge balloon payment for me staying on. Okay. And I was I was honest with what I was, but they were treating me like I was going to jump ship and, you know, move to some other place and leave them in a lurch. Mm-hmm. So they paid this enormous amount of money for me to stay. And it was similar to like a severance package? Yeah, like okay, a severance okay. package kind of thing, but then also like a double double normal mm-hmm. salary for the time that I did work there. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after that, I got to transition straight into a new company that was immediately profitable because of because we had a contract, contract, contract. With, with these guys to do the software so so that was just a crazy miraculous weird event i mean it was not only was i not fired i mean it was this crazy it provided like a half million dollars of extra immediate income at the you know at the end of mm-hmm. this 6 month period or whatever it was and it just so happened we were that we we were then be able we were able to buy the desert rain lands that we have today uh in cash uh with no debt and um and have money for all the materials to start building the chapel and the 
Oh, I didn't even and, think about and, that part, you know, which was another, you know, fifty hundred thousand dollars. I always thought that it was just enough to cover the land. No, it was enough it to was buy. Enough the, to yeah, because we were everything. able to start building because it took us about a year to build the first buildings, you know, right. out there and all the land clearing and the and the putting in the you know the better electric because it was just you know like. <laughs> 50 amp service or something. Right. It was, you know, you could Anyone afford, that's been out here. Yeah, two people, you know, two families, you're tripping the electric, you know, if you try to have two fans running at the same time. So it was even enough to cover no building the chapel. There wasn't enough septic. There wasn't, a, you know, so we had, we were able to cover yeah. all those things, you know, that we needed to cover, fix the well, you know, all the different things that were. Well, so. and, and to, was, to go back to when you and Deanna had made that decision during the walk, and I've I've heard I've heard that story from David and Marsha's perspective, and they always talk about how crazy they thought you two were because you had like the most quote unquote potential or promise to like have some kind of career or something, and you come in like no we're we're in we're gonna do the desert thing with you guys, and they're just like oh my god, <laughs> yeah yeah well to us it was just so easy of a decision because at that point in our life. We had seen God do miracle after miracle after miracle. Right. You've seen, you you continued to see the impossible unfold. Yeah. And it was crazy, but it wasn't like the first crazy. Right. (laughs) So we had started, you you know, and so at that point, it was an easy decision. Like, oh my gosh, how could you really spend half a million dollars? It was like, yeah, it's easy because it wasn't my money. It wasn't ours. It was a gift. It was, there was two, the circumstances were too weird um, I wasn't even a an official severance package employee. Mm. That was just the kindness of our bosses and GE to say this guy is of because I had never even signed anything. I had just okay. barely been promoted, and I didn't even have anything legal that said I was that that you were <laughs> that I was a, a VP of mm. uh, you know whatever whatever. I, in fact, I never even saw anything. They just said, "Hey, you're you're promoted. Hey, by the way, it's a drag. The GG is buying us." And <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, you're probably going to lose your job. Um, but but they honored that severance, pa- and I had never even seen it. I never even knew what the severance package if there that there was such a thing. Until, so it wasn't like you were expecting a no, certain amount. I knew nothing about that. I thought I, I thought I would get a pat on the back and a, a thanks for star. thanks for helping us an extra month or two while we close everything bumper down. Bumper sticker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you can visit us at the corporate office if you like. <laughs> yeah, if you come want, on down. If you want to reapply, if you want to reapply. But the um, but the, so that was just so crazy, and it was and the money amounts lined up where we we're like, mm-hmm. God, there's no way we can do this. Here's look at these prices. This is ridiculous. We'd have to save and up then, for several years. Yeah, and then just be in debt forever, mm-hmm. and you know, and then, but to then at that point, really within a few months, wow. have that money in the bank account. It was just like, yeah, this is obviously, and we had already decided that walk happened first, right, right, before right. we even, yeah, right, and it was just like, it, so then we're like, okay, this is. Crazy, but God does crazy stuff. So. Well, and I think especially when we walk confidently mm-hmm. into Christ's direction, mm-hmm. we don't know what, what's going to unfold. And then the next thing, yeah. you have a, a dollar amount, so to speak, of what land would cost or a, an apartment building or you know whatever it is. Yeah. And then, you know, several, you know, few months later, those amounts line up to some package you had no idea it existed or that you would oh, be yeah. quote unquote entitled entitled to in yeah. some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, that, that 
that origins to that part of the origin story <laughs> of desert rain. Yeah. Cause every time I hear it, I'm like, man, there's no way that's true. Like that's, but I've heard it so many times from so many different people. And the, the, yeah. the story arc yeah. stays the same. It's like, man, like yeah. when we walk towards Christ and prayer and, and yeah. fasting yeah. and, and some of the other things we talked about, right. Yeah. Um, miracles happen. Yeah. Um, there was even some, it was even enough for us to pay off some of the debts of mm. some of the families that we had because wow. we were all going into this thing and changing our lives mm. and doing crazy stuff. So, yeah, it so was why very not easy to keep that know, rolling? Yeah. So it was a beautiful time. And it was, and it was one of those things I, you know, Dale Walker always gave this one. I remember as a teenager in Germany, listening in my headphones on my Walkman, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he would say that uh, whenever you, Whenever you give, whenever you take steps out in faith, whenever you give, you you feel like you're giving out, but God has a bigger shovel. Oh. So you you might be giving what you think is a lot, but then he gives something to you and it's just with a way bigger shovel and you're just, you know, you're really, it, it, that's walked with me. And, you know, I don't know that it'll always be in a financial thing. Like there's, but, but. Well, there's gifts of time. Yeah. There's gifts of being present. Yeah. Whatever. Um, it, there's just, yeah. it, it it's, it's a, flows. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's just a blessing. And I, for me, that's always been a thing where, when I feel like I'm stretched, I'm like, oh my gosh, this may really, this may end really badly. Yeah. God is just so merciful and shows in some, and for me, it's always been a financial way. And I didn't intend for it to be a financial right. guy. I My goal was to live very meekly, very simply. Well, and I think that even shows just from leaving the fancy town of Dallas, the fancy city of Dallas to come back. To yeah. the more, I mean, yeah, granted, El Paso has grown a ton, but yeah, we're um, a more simple city, I would say, yeah, a more down to earth city of El yeah. Paso, yeah. So, we never really cared about the fancy toys or any of those things. Yeah. I mean, we're intrigued for the moment, but you yeah. know, smart it, enough to know, it, it wears and, off. and that just blesses us to see that God can move financial mountains that mm. feel insurmountable. Um, you know, if that's not your, your greatest focus. <laughs> well, Greg, um, we did it, man. Thank you. It's uh, fun. Yeah. Thank you for sitting down. And, and, uh, like we mentioned, there's a couple other stories that Greg sort of alluded to that we'll, we're going to get into, um, further down the road. Um, because this, this will be an, an ongoing conversation, uh, as, as we've put out there before, uh, some housekeeping things, uh, if, if you want to learn more about Desert Rain Community, uh, hit theruin.com. You can find out a lot of information there about the community. Um, if you stumbled across this podcast as a one-off, uh, please go to drcrpod.com. All of our other episodes are up there and waiting for you to listen to them. Uh, please, if you enjoy what you're hearing, please share it with a friend. Uh, word of mouth is is huge for these uh, for our smaller scale podcasts. And lastly, those drums you hear in the background, uh, those are monk drums. Um, and we will tell that story. Uh, the the business uh, that Greg alluded to at the end of this story is uh, was able to branch off and, and create monk drums. And so you can check out those at monkdrums.com. Uh, so thank you for your time, Greg. It's a blast. <laughs>